Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. And I'm Janet. ABG is nearing its fifth birthday. Uh, Oh my gosh, we have been podcasting and on air for almost five years now. And we've been working on ABG full time for two years now. So, so much has happened. We've changed, the organization has changed, the world has changed. Um, And we thought to celebrate, it would be fun to record another Assumptions episode. I think we did one a while back, but it's been a long time and a lot has changed. Yeah, so um, it's been since 2019 since we did our first Assumption video. And I'm pretty sure you guys seen these type of videos floating around, whether it's YouTube or even Instagram stories. Um, So what we have done is we asked our Instagram stories and had you send in your assumptions about us. So this will be an updated episode on that topic. But our baby, ABG, is not turning five until September. But this could be like her, you know, her half birthday, you know, her (laughs) half birthday celebration to the fifth. Um, But let's get it started with the assumptions. We have uh, people that submitted assumptions about um, our relationship as ABG, about the work that we do, about how much money we make, all of that. So we're going to just go ahead and dive right in. Um, The first assumption that we have is about me. (laughs) This person writes, Janet is... Uh, is a type A personality and always plans things. Interesting. What do you think, Mel? (laughs) It's weird to answer for you, but I feel like I know you well enough to be like, that is actually incorrect. Ah, I was going to say, I think it depends. Oh, it depends. Yes, yes. I think deep down, I really am a type A personality. So I do like for things to be planned, Mm. but I'm very okay with deferring to other people for plans. So when other people have things that they want to do, I'm happy to go along. But if there is no plan, I do not like that. Yeah, I do like having things planned. Mm. Yes. Sorry, I, I kept thinking about like as a plan or like Janet is the one that's responsible for most of our agenda. Like she likes to have things on the calendar. She's the one that kind of sets our schedule to some degree, which is which we really appreciate. But I think on a personal level, Jay, like planning events, like you're not oh, yeah, like, that's like not me. At yeah, all. I was thinking planning events. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually the complete opposite of that in our friend group. I'm very much the person who will come to your parties. I will not be the one to plan or host them very often. Yeah, but she's great at supporting though. <laughs> All right, the next one is Mel, Janet, and Helen never argued or fight. Um, we had a couple of these assumptions, so let me just mm-hmm. list them out. You guys never argue. You guys never argued before. Y'all never had disagreements with one another. What do you think? Mm. I would say... This is true, and I don't think we've ever really, like, fought, Mm -hmm. but we definitely do have disagreements, and we've had, like, conversations that can sometimes get pretty heated because Mm -hmm. we have different perspectives on things, Um, but, like, we never had, like, a full-out, like, screaming match or, like, anything like that. I think that uh, we have things that we disagree on, and we we talk it out. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and, like, uh, I think as all three of us were the type to not... We're not the type to like yell like or we, it's like very we communicate when things are don't feel well. And I think sometimes yeah. like I had this tendency like whenever me and Janet like disagree on something, which we did earlier this week. Afterwards, I'm always like, I'm so sorry if I came off so strong. Like I always like, yeah, I always feel really bad. You know, we always check in with each other. Yeah. Yes. Afterwards, kind of, if we if we yeah, if we felt like there was like a heated discussion, we'll make sure it's like, hey, but are you OK? Like, I hope it didn't. It wasn't personal, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And, if, and I think just to like clarify this too, um, even if you have like one, like let's say maybe me and Helen or me and Jana have something like personally we want to work through. It's always a phone conversation that we kind of hash it out. And it's not, mm-hmm. we always like tend to share each other's sides and there's a level of empathy and understanding that always comes out of it. So yeah, that's how we handle our uh, disagreement. Yes. And our next assumption, you were all good friends before starting ABG. Yes. I would say we were. Um, I think the podcast has made us stronger though in terms of our friendship. To be honest, like I think Janet and I, we probably got closer and once we started the podcast more and more. Like um, Janet was someone that I met through like, you know, like my our mutual friends in LA, but we I think right before the podcast, we just started hanging out because we all lived in the same area. She was also someone that like helped me like put in my name or my resume at our company because I was interested in like working at our company. So I always knew Janet was like a really good, sweet, very great woman. But then we just started hanging out more right before the podcast. And then podcast just solidified our friendship and made us really, really close. Helen, I actually knew before we were like already going out for like, I think a year before that. So we were kind of close already. But overall, I'd say we were pretty good friends. Would you agree? Um, yes, I would say that we we had probably met each other, all three of us together, um, about a year or two before we started the podcast. And then like six months before the podcast is when we probably started hanging out a lot more together. Mm-hmm. We just happened to be in our group of friends. A lot of them worked in like the YouTube space and entertainment and the three of us worked in um, more traditional nine to five jobs. So we clicked more and Whenever we went out, we tended to be the last people standing at the end of the night. Yeah, that's what it was. So we bonded a lot over kind of just that. And then, uh, like Mel said, one-on-one wise, um, we just started spending more time with each other one-on-one as we were starting, like right before building the podcast. And then I think in that first year, we got really close just because of the nature of working together and the content that we were creating. Like you had to share some really deep stuff with each other. Yeah. I'm actually so thankful for the podcast because it was able to bring the three of us really, like they brought the three of us yeah. super close. And I and like, I always say to the point where like, we feel like family at this point. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think I'm very, very uh, thankful for the podcast for that. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one is you're always having fun together. 
Uh, I wish. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, I'm having fun at work and everything. But no, I would say mm. our time together, I would probably now break it down as like 60 to 70% of the time, it's like work, ABG yep. related. But of that time, most of the time it's pretty fun. But there's also a good amount of it that's pretty serious. Like we're working the way we work with our coworkers. And then the other part is social. I don't it blends so much because sometimes we'll be mm-hmm. hanging out and then we talk about ABG and so it all it all. But there's definitely it's not all just fun. We do because we run a business together. So we we definitely have a lot of serious combos. Yeah. And you know, you know what this reminds me of, Jay? I feel like sometimes like so just to give you guys a background, so for social media, like probably see us on our Instagram stories, we actually switch off per like ABG to like go in the stories and stuff to like be, you know, interactive. But there's a lot of times where all the three of us are just working and we're like do you want to story this? This is so boring. We're literally just sitting on our laptops doing work. So I feel like a lot of you, like you said, like a lot of our time spent together is actually just working. But we enjoy working. But I will also say that like any job, part of the job, you won't like. So it's just part of it. So I don't think yeah. we're always having fun together, to be honest. Yes. Uh, the other question, kind of similarly, you three are always together. That is incorrect um that is not true i like any company when the pandemic hit we all went virtual and i think for our working flow we only you might meet once or twice a week in person but if anything not really but we were more together pre-pandemic yeah yeah i totally agree i mean i guess it's like we even we're not physically together but we do have Mm. like we have our slack channel um we have our um text message threads so i guess to some degree we're always like connected um but physically we are definitely not all together um although i miss it sometimes sometimes i miss when we were able to pre-pandemic kind of just hang out more in person altogether. yeah this actually goes into the next assumption a little bit um working with friends actually sucks and you get under each other's skin (laughs) Wow, just no sugar coating that. Um, I will say I can't answer for everyone, but for me, I would say this is a false. Um, but I also think that we're pretty lucky. I don't, I don't think that I've ever gone into business or worked seriously with any other uh, friends. And so, for our dynamic, I think we just happen to have the right skill sets that complement each other. And we make an effort to communicate um, and to collaborate, to mm-hmm. uh, know when to give in and know when to push a little bit. Uh, so no, like I said, I, I think we, we definitely have disagreements about things because that's mm-hmm. human nature. Uh, but generally, I think we handle it pretty well. And I've really enjoyed working with my friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll give you my take on this. Uh, it doesn't suck. I think overall, I love working at ABG, working with Helen and Janet. I will say this though, because we are in the same social circle and we are coworkers, I am someone that needs a break from anyone for that long because I like my individual time and I like to spend time with my other friends. So if I spend too much time with one person or two, I will be like, hey, I'm good. We don't have to meet tomorrow. (laughs) I I will. And you guys have heard me say that and you guys understand um there are also times where, like for example like i'll be talking with helen and we've been having a meeting and then we'll text for a little bit people both say like oh, i already saw you a lot this week we're good this weekend like <laughs> we make that acknowledgement because we know mm-hmm. i think maybe more so me and helen jay i don't think you feel this way but me and helen are more like hey we gotta like we need our space a little bit more and i think it's probably because back during that time you were living by yourself and me and helen mm. were living with other people so we don't have a lot of individual time 
Yeah, yeah. So I like solo time. So I think sometimes it's just like more like communicating, which I think you both understand. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't think we get each, into each other's skin, but sometimes you do like some, you need some time apart. Totally. Totally. Yes. This next assumption, um, it would be easy for Mel and Janet to find someone since they have a big social circle. I will 100% say this is absolutely false. This is an assumption that my mom also had for us. <laughs> And the reason why is because, yes, we might know a lot of people, but the thing is, it's also of a higher, like, risk, I think, to actually date people Mm. in the same circle or community because you don't know because you might see these people again. So for me, it's always, like, a little hesitant. Mm. Yeah, I've had this assumption from a lot of my my other friends. Friends are not in the social circle as well. They're like, how do you have such a hard time meeting people? Don't you hang out with, like, all of these, like, don't you have, like, a huge social circle? Um, but I feel like actually it's not that big, to be honest. Mm, um, and mm, mm. for for the last couple of years, for us to always be around each other, it's actually, it can be a pretty small circle in LA. And I feel like the relationships I've developed with people, it's like if something romantic were to be existing between me and anyone, like I feel like that would have already been discussed. Um, and anyone that were just together now, it's like almost like it's not romantic. I don't know. So... Mm. I don't know. I wish this assumption were true, but (laughs) I I disagree. (laughs) Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so we're moving on to, uh, I will say, a very interesting topic that I think a lot of people might have assumptions or a curiosity about, and that is 
Talking about money and salary, I will say ever since we went into ABG full-time, which is around two years now, I could see why people are curious about this. So we will try to answer this as truthfully as we can. The first one is, you were all unfulfilled in your 9-to-5 corporate careers, and that prompted you to start ABG. Ooh, okay. Um, Let's see. I'm thinking about the specific wording of this, because we started ABG when we were all working uh, Mm -hmm. our 9-to-5 corporate jobs. Um, I wouldn't say that I was unfulfilled. Mm. I actually did enjoy my work um, at the time, but um, I was excited by the idea to work on um, a different personal passion project. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't necessarily that I felt unfulfilled, but it was like a thing that... um, that I, I was just excited to work on this other side project. Mm. I don't know. How about you, Mel? Mine's like a mix. Um, because, I yeah, we started this when I was working, like, production at my the fashion company. And to be honest, I wasn't fulfilled. I felt kind of like, oh, I don't know if I like this job. And I think as someone that was always involved in the Asian American space in some creative form, not having something made me feel kind of like I was missing, like, that component in my life. So ABG, honestly, fulfilled that that desire so I guess it's both like I was I was kind of unfulfilled and I, I I've always had a project on my plate so not having one I needed that next assumption podcasting can be lucrative I will say this answer might vary depending on how we read this I don't know why when I heard that podcasting I just think of ABG as a whole business I don't know actually well let me think so if I'm looking at ABG as a business and podcasting is part of our departments that we make money can I live off what we just make on podcasting. I don't know. I yeah, I read this question as um, like it just maybe not ABG specifically, but can podcasting be lucrative in general? And I would say yes. Um, but this is from the perspective of someone who I've been reading up a lot on the podcasting industry. And I um, also attended like a conference and I know there's a pretty small and niche community of people who really do can build full-on businesses Mm. and live lifestyles off of podcasting. It is lucrative enough for you to be able to do that. um, But of course, you need to have the listeners and the downloads to be able to get the ads for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say for ABG, we do not make all of our money from podcasting, right? So we have multiple arms in our business. But I will say like podcasting is one that we are we're quite, I feel like we're pretty developed in it and it does mm-hmm. garner a significant amount of our of our income. Yeah, I'll, I will definitely agree with that. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, our previous episodes and sticking with us. And honestly, listening to all the ads, thank you so much. That really does yes. help our business and help us pay our employees and help us do this full time. So again, thank you for helping us create that department or I don't know, just being very loyal and helping us I guess, keep ABG running. This leads to a very interesting assumption, which I'm curious to hear Janet's answer is, are y'all able to support yourself with the income from ABG? And do you have a steady stream of income? So this question, um, I'm looking specifically at the word income because now that we own our own business, um, the like what's the difference between a salary and income and all those things become kind of like these technicalities. I will say we are able, or myself, I am able to support myself off of this income from ABG. Mm-hmm. Um, however, not from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like the moment we went full-time, I was not able to. I had um, some savings saved up and we also um, work in communication with each other around how much we would be paying ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I would say, are we able to? Yes. Yes, we're able to, I'm able to support myself with the income from ABG. Mm-hmm. 
I will also agree that I can. Um, it also depends on your lifestyle and the way you live. All right, um, the last one under this category is you have a higher salary now compared to working corporate jobs and you make more money now than before. Hmm. So looking specifically at the word salary, I will say this is a false, but that's because um, there's the amount that I that we have decided to be a salary is lower, but I would say maybe overall um, how much we own is yes, but then also that's different from how much you take home. So I know that's a really confusing way to answer this assumption, but if, if we're being very technical and very specific, um, I do not have a higher salary now compared to when I worked a corporate job. But overall, like now that I own from what the company is, I, I think it might be about the same, if not more. Mm. Okay. For me, I think I make more now if you're looking at salary. It's hard because it definitely ranges because, again, like Janet mentioned, that a lot of the stuff goes back to our business, so we don't take a lot as our salary. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different, yeah, different thing. Um, I also want to share, it's because the three of us will have different answers for this question or assumption because the three of us come from varying, diff- like varying industries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that was finances, y'all. That was money mm-hmm. and salary. It's that time of year when I get to update my glasses. If you watch my stories on Instagram, you know that I like to play around with different colors for my frames. But whenever it's time to place that order, I always get stuck on trying to figure out exactly which color I want. This year, I'm using Pear Eyewear to update my reading glasses. I've been wearing their Wanda frames in blue clear. Their frames remind me a lot of the ones I've had in the past. However, there is one key difference. Pair eyewear frames allow you to choose different magnetic top frames. So while I order the blue clear frames, I have a top frame in white and even sunglass top frames in both blue and brown lenses. So that's pretty much like four pairs of glasses in one. So if you're looking for a great eyewear option that allows you to change up your style, check them out. Base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses. Get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style. Starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash ABG for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash ABG. Anyone else out there needing a refresh with their beauty and skin products? I may not be able to see you, but I can just imagine the amount of hands raised. Well, let me share with you a brand I learned through Janet. It's Thrive Cosmetics. You know, bringing friends with her the last few years, I know she only uses quality products with a good mission. And after trying out their products, I can see why Janet loves Thrive so much. I have officially switched my mascara over to Thrive's Liquid Lash Extension Mascara, and it is amazing. It mimics the look of lash extensions, and the formula isn't clumpy or flaky at all. I especially like to use this on my bottom lashes, and it just makes my eyes really pop. Another product I enjoy using is their Sunproof 3-in-1 Invisible Priming Sunscreen. I think we can all agree that skin protection against those powerful UV rays is a must, and a product that does that and primes your skin for makeup, do I need to say more? Another thing I love about Thrive is their Bigger Than Beauty mission. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, whether it's women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com abg. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash ABG for 15% off your first order.
All right. In our last category, which makes sense because ABG is our job and our work. This is focused on ABG work, I guess. The first one is you have to hustle and work harder than ever before. Mm. I will say that when we first started, this is um, probably true. Uh, I'm trying to remember actually because like when we when we went um, full time, it was also when the pandemic happened. So we had to change our plans. But I do remember the first year of being full time. Um, I feel like we hustled pretty hard and we had a lot of opportunities come in. And even last year, um, there was a lot of that that carried over. I will say now for 2022, I feel like the workload feels more balanced mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it's a different different type of hustle. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think when when you are responsible for your own paycheck completely and those of your team members, the hustle and the definition of hard work is a little different because mm. you can hustle with it emotionally and mentally too, not just like physical and work output. Yeah, that's my answer. Have an email. <laughs> I actually agree with you. Like it's hard because I will say I I worked hard in my last jobs for sure, but there's definitely a level of emotional investment I have with ABG because it is our brand, our company, and because we had to pay our team. So I, I guess it's true. Like, I do work harder than, than I did before. I definitely, there's, there's more, I'm more invested in, in this company. So yes, I will say that is true for me. And the next assumption, you are always hardworking, have your life together, always motivated, and hustle hard. Man, you caught me in an interesting week. That is not true at all. Um, I think like anyone else, at any job, you're going to have weeks or days you're like, I don't feel really motivated. I'm stressed out. Um, and it's harder for you to put in effort. And so honestly, even today, I'm drinking caffeine. It's not really hitting me. So it's a hard, It's harder for me to, you know, want to be, be motivated this week and put in the hard work. But I'm still working, you know, but it's not a consistent always thing. How about you? Yeah, I will definitely, same as Mel, I'm definitely not someone who's always always hardworking and always has my life together and always motivated and hustling um i think it's impossible for anyone to <laughs> to be in that state always because you're we're, we're all human um i do i will say i do aim to be those things and mm-hmm. um i generally do think that i work pretty hard uh, i think we all work pretty hard um i know for a fact my life is not always together um and like mel said i definitely have periods where i'm not as motivated and it makes it hard for you to continue to hustle when you have those periods but you know we're human and we all have those times mm-hmm. all right the next one is your work hours are more flexible compared to when you guys had your corporate jobs yes i will say that is yes for well actually now once again i think back um when we first started, I think we we put ourselves on a pretty rigid schedule. So in the beginning, no, I would say that our hours are pretty uh, pretty similar. But then as we've uh, shifted and changed, it's definitely become much more flexible. And I feel like we're we're able to um, communicate with each other and figure out what works for all of us as long as we get our work done. Yeah, I agree with that. And the next assumption that quitting your full time jobs was easy. I mean. Yes and no. I think deep down I knew ABG is something I wanted to do full time. I was very fearful. I didn't plan on leaving my full time job, but I don't think it was easy. I think you're walking away from steady income, health insurance, security, and that is very hard to leave, especially for me because I already went down the like, I'm going to do my passion path like before my corporate experience. And I know how it's like to struggle and not be able to like figure out how to pay rent. So I was afraid because I'm like, yay, financial security. And so for me, it wasn't easy to, li- to leave that, that lifestyle. I actually had left my job before we went into AVG full time. Mm-hmm. So 
um, for me, that particular job, I, I've quit a couple of jobs <laughs> and quitting that one actually was hard. Um, if you guys listen to past episodes, you'll know that like I uh, was at another company for a while and made the change into this new job because I was hoping for different um, learning opportunities and growth opportunities. And there were just a number of things that I thought were going to be a certain way when I went into the role and did not happen that way. So when I left, it was kind of a mess. I wouldn't, not messy, but it definitely wasn't clean, you know, because I was only like eight months into the job and I, I left. So um, it was not easy to to, mm-hmm. to quit my job uh, in that instance. Mm. All right, next one is, all your candid IG stories are a lot more nerve-wracking to film than what they look like. Interesting. Uh, I will say not all of them. Usually when we're together, we're able to just kind of be silly and, you know, it's like whoever captures, like, can I upload this? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if it's like me talking head by myself, I definitely will have moments where I'm like, ugh, got to do that over. Ugh, got to do that over. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think it's a mix. It's a mix. I agree with Jay. I think there's a level of comfort you kind of get when you, like, are just on IG stories. I remember when Janet first started doing IG stories, it was like, you're really nervous. Like, it was like kind of new to you, you know? Yeah. Um, I think for me as someone that's kind of been in social, it's a little, I do feel comfortable, but I still takes time to get even more comfortable. Like, Hey guys, I'm on IG stories. For me, it gets nerve wracking when I'm around people. That's always awkward. Mm, Um, yeah. Right. You're like, they're watching me record. Like, well, who the hell do I think I am? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I always feel weird. And luckily I got to a comfort level with my house because I live with people that I would whip out Mm. the camera and they're like, they understand what I'm doing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is always hard recording yourself, whatever, when there's when you have people around you. So it is a little nerve wracking for sure. But you get used to it. Yes. Um, ABG represents many Chinese related cultures, not enough Asian minorities. I actually my so my interpretation of this is that, you know, the three of us are East Asian coming from a Chinese Taiwanese background and our the episodes are mostly coming from our perspective as East Asians. And um, we don't have enough episodes representing other Asian minorities. And for that, I will say, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's something we are really aware of and trying to intentionally make changes to. You know, obviously, we never want to speak on behalf of other Asian minorities because that's not who we are. And we try to bring on guests to represent their stories. So um, we understand that, you know, I know we're called Asian Boss Girl and our brand started from the three of us. And nationally, we are Chinese, Taiwanese, American. So we do want to bring on more guests and we plan on bringing on more guests with different Asian minority backgrounds to tell, so they can tell their story. Totally agree with, with that. Next one is your work and personal lives are intertwined because so much of your work is social media based. Yes, I will say that this is true. Although I do think it's possible to, to put up certain boundaries. Um, like there are moments where Mel and I will go out to lunch and, and she'll make it known like I don't feel like doing like let's not let's not story anything right now, mm-hmm. you know. Or if I'm if we're doing something and I'm like, hey, I'm just like not in the mood, we will respect each other's like comfort levels. Mm-hmm. Um so that's an instance where it's like we're not like always twenty four seven like videoing ourselves or, or doing that. Um but I yeah, it definitely does intertwine because not only are we friends so we socially hang out together sometimes it's like oh this we will start talking about abg things or we'll start filming something for abg and like at a party but we're pretty good about like trying to make it Mm -hmm. contain like we like know we have like maybe whatever task we have to do we'll go and do it and then we'll enjoy ourselves socially and and try to keep that time for ourselves personally oh yeah i definitely agree with janet um on like 
there are moments when we are on like social media because we're like really excited or whatever. But there are also times I feel like we keep things like sacred and private with, between us. Like I remember one time me and Jay went to have dessert. It was just so nice to have a one-on-one time with her and to not feel like we had to story something. There was no uh, like pressure, I guess. I think for me, I I was, uh, yeah, this assumption is like um, really true. And I think sometimes it can get really difficult. Um, I think sometimes for me, I feel a level of pressure because there's an expectation to always share what's going on in my life whether it's good or bad. And sometimes when I'm going through something, I would say that's maybe more negative. I feel like, yeah, we get messages sometimes saying, I want to hear what you guys are going through. And I'm just like, no, I get that. I totally hear you because we, you know, have shared other things in our lives on the mic. But there's a level of emotional processing that I think all of us have to do before we are ready to actually share what we feel. And I think sometimes there's that expectation not being met that does kind of eat at me. Because my life is on the microphone. And that that part could get really tough. Because at the same time, when your whole life is, I guess, blasted on social or on the, on the podcast, what do you leave for yourself? And that is something I feel like I am trying to hold true or, or remember and to make sure that I keep moments for myself, whether it's my friends or family or just, you know, individually, that I keep it for me sometimes. And I think we kind of talked about this with the Nikki episode. We're like... How do you maintain this like life, life or a balance? And we say like, I want to be open, but also be private with certain things. And I think that's the mentality I, I try to keep with navigating our lives with ABG. And our last assumption Working for ABG fulfills you emotionally, mentally, career-wise, but not financially. Um, I think based on what we said in the money and salary, I will disagree with this assumption. I think ABG fulfills me emotionally, mentally, career-wise, and financially at this point, which I'm actually very proud and incredibly lucky to feel how to have this feeling. Yeah, I I agree. I would also say that um, I feel fulfilled in all the ways right now and also financially through ABG um, and feel incredibly blessed that we can be doing this um, in this moment and in this time. Yeah. So that wraps our episode today. Thank you all so much for sharing your assumptions about us. Um, If you have any other assumptions, feel free to leave them in the comments and we maybe can address them in another episode. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is asianbossgirl. And we have some shout outs for today's episode. Coming from California, Phyllis is sending a happy first wedding anniversary to Alan. Cheers to many more. In Simi Valley, Katrina is sending a shout out to Timothy. Happy belated birthday, T. Keep being the awesome you. And from the Philippines, Candy is sending a shout out to all of my fellow Cloy fans. May we all arrive at the right station, no matter which train we take. 
And last but definitely not least, coming from Toronto, Canada, Monica is sending a shout out to her friends Alice, Anna, Sabrina, and Christine. So incredibly grateful for your ladies' friendships over the past few years as we navigate the highs and lows of young adulthood. Looking forward to eating more good food together and doing life with you all. If you'd like to send a few words of encouragement or a shout out to a friend, check out the link in the show description or our link tree in our link in bio on Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. But for now, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye! 